Exodus 35, starting at verse 1. And Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded, and, and you shall do them. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you a holy day, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Whosoever does work therein shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire throughout your inhabitations upon the Sabbath day. And Moses spake unto all the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commands, saying, Take you from among you an offering of, uh, unto the Lord, whosoever is of willing heart. Let him bring in an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and badger skins and wood and oil for the light and spices of an for anointing and for the sweet incense stone and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate and every wise hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded alright they start with the affirmation of the Sabbath day to the Jews now one thing about the Sabbath and we talked about this way back in Exodus 20 was the Sabbath rest for the Jews is a sign to the Jews of being God's people. Jesus fulfilled all the works of the laws, so we want to be careful. I mean, for the Jews, they still make a big deal out of the Sabbath to this day, and there's no work to be done in their homes, including they're not even to light a fire. Hopefully they always live in warm places, so otherwise they're going to be very cold on, on the Sabbath. Yeah, really. uh, actually, they've got ways to keep things running all the time at a low, low temperature, so they're not technically ever starting and crockpots. And then and crockpots is their, one of their nice tools that they like because they can start it at sunset the day before and, and have hot food the next day. Uh, and for them, it's a big deal. And the Sabbath is God, and we've got, covered this back in, in chapter 20. The Sabbath is important. We need to rest. We need to take time to rest or we will burn ourselves out. And anybody who's ever been around the business world and seen somebody who works constantly we'll see somebody burn out eventually usually fairly quickly a um, friend of mine has a, had his boss just totally burn out she was working 60 to 80 hours a week working weekends trying to make everybody in her department work like she did and she finally just quit without notice and uh, so it's what ends up happening I've seen it I've seen it in other places of business I've seen it where somebody just works hard, 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 you know, seven days a week, and then they just die, basically. They die of exhaustion or burn out. And that's something that's important for us to look at. You know, the, the day of rest is important for us, and we all need a day where we rest. I've heard people say, well, I like to work hard in my yard when I'm, when I'm resting. Well, no, that doesn't count as rest. It may be different from your normal work, but it is not rest. enjoyed my days off last week. Mm -hmm. I got to make laundry soap and <laughs> did other things that I wanted to do. I used to work on Exxon all day and AMPM all night and I had like eight hours in between and uh, I got pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Usually you'll almost, usually weaken your body down to where you get sick. It almost killed me. Yeah, working in the cooler, you know, and working nights. Yep. If you don't rest your body won't repair. And lost, it needs it. Almost lost it. Sorry. 
Verse 4, Moses spoke unto the congregation of the Syrians, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Take you up among you an offering, whosoever is willing heart, let him bring it an offering unto the Lord, gold, silver, and brass. Take an offering. And let's read the rest of this. And blue and purple and scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, and badger skins, and shittim wood, and oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and sweet incense. What do you think they're taking an offering for? The uh, tabernacle. The tabernacle. These are the ingredients of the tabernacle we're going to be using. So, and, and this is kind of interesting. He says, whoever is of willing heart, and that means inclined to be generous. And this is, this is what God is looking for from us. He wants us to be generous to him. Because not that he needs it. God owns everything. He doesn't need us to give anything. He can provide no problem. He owns our life and soul, too. And he owns us as well, all of us. He wants us to learn to place him first and not place things as a God in front of us. And we've all either been there ourselves or know people who things are their God, basically. Uh, I was listening on the radio to one of the speakers, and he said something I've said many times. How many times has God's blessing of people turned into a disaster for them. He gives them all these toys to play with, quads and bikes and boats and all these blessings because they're serving him. And then what do they end up doing? Spending time playing with their toys and stop coming to church. End up leaving God. And then all kinds of other things happen to them at that point. So it's really important that we look at this and this is why I've said over and over, we need to keep it focuses on the fact that God's blessings are his blessings. Anytime we start thinking of this is our due or I'm getting what I deserve or you know, this is normal, then God's going to say, let me show you what normal is. And he'll eventually show you what normal is and let you lose everything. Many, many people have made millions of dollars and, and built big businesses up and they start focusing on all the money they have and then God will let them lose everything. And they'll go right back down to square one, uh, just because they forgot that it was a blessing. And we want to be careful of this. God was saying, I want all those who are of willing heart to give. And he lists out all this stuff they're going to give. And we've, we've, went, we've gone through all this stuff before. What does gold represent? We're going to do some review here. Royalty. No, that's purple. That's purple. Purple's royalty. Divinity. Huh? Divinity? De deity. 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 All right. Deity is, deity is gold. Silver is? Uh, humanity. Nope. No. That's <laughs> That's wood. Wood is brass. I should take these notes down again. What does brass represent? Judgment. Going over these things, because when you see these things all through the Old Testament, you want to be able to realize what God's talking about. Blue represents? Uh, heaven. Purple, you already the royalty. Scarlet? Blood. The blood. The fine linen goat's hair are, are, are divine, divine and, and human. The ram skin dyed red is going to represent the blood because of the red in there. The, uh, the wood acacia wood or shittim wood is, is the humanity. Oil, what's oil represent? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Very good. 
And then we have the breastplate. What was special about this breastplate they're going to make? That stones. How many stones? Twelve. And what do the stones mean? Each tribe is represented in the, the twelve tribes is represented in the breastplate. Very good. Been a while since we covered that. I just want to make sure we're yeah, on top of everything. I remember when the kids had that in their uh, a little rusty on it. in their stuff in their books. Mm -hmm. And every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord commands. Wise-hearted. He's talking about people who are gifted and able to make things in this case. And here we're going to read another long list. Verse eleven: the tabernacle, his tent and his coverings, his tatches and his boards, his bars and his pillars and his sockets, the ark and the staves thereof, and the mercy seat and the veil of the covering, the tabernacle and his staves and all the vessels and all the show uh, and the showbread, the candlestick also for the light and his furniture and his lamps and the oil for the lamp, the incense altar and, his, and its staves and the anointing oil, the sweet incense and the hanging for the door of the entering into the, of the tabernacle, the, burnt, the altar of burnt offering, which is a, with, with his brazen grate, his staves and all his vessels and the laver in his foot, the hanging of the court, his, fill, his pillars, their sockets, the hanging of the door of the court, the pins of the tabernacle and the pins of the court and their cords, the clothes of service to do service in the holy place and the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments for his son to minister in, in the priest's office. Wow. It, we took this, and this was many chapters before, so this is all listed in one quick time. The tabernacle, that is the tent of congregation. This is where God met with his people. And that included, when you said the tabernacle, you included everything. The outside gate, the outside walls, the, the, the tent of tabernacle, and all the, everything inside it. So, and then it said the tent. How many, how many coverings did the tent have? Had the, the flesh, Seven. the sin, the blood, and Jesus. Four. Oh, four. Okay? And there was layers and layers and layers of it. All right? And it says the tatches. What are tatches? Do you remember what tatches are? Hooks. They were the hooks that held on to the, the, the linen that attached to the, to the poles. And depending on where you were at, they were either made out of silver or gold. They were made out of silver around the around the the wall of it, and what is, what, why was that? What was the base of them made out of? Brass. Brass, they represented the judgment because this was the area that the people came in and out of. The brass was between the, the, the redemption of God and the, and, the, and, the, and the ground. And in the tabernacle, they're made out of gold so that they represented God in the, in the, the tent, rather. All right. The tatches, the boards, and the pillars of, and hit sockets, the ark. And what is the ark? Shittim wood and gold. Shittim wood covered with gold. And, it was, and what was in the ark? The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Aaron's rod. Manna and Aaron's rod that budded. All right. Or will be in it. At this point, there's nothing's in it, but it will be in it. All right. So the ark, its staves. Why, why are there staves on all of these things? Does anybody remember? Hold them up. They'll hold them up. They're not allowed to touch any of this stuff. It's, so they're carried, they're carried with the, the staves. And all of its vessels and the showbread. How much showbread was put on the, on the altar showbread? Oh, 
12, one for each tribe. How often was it changed? Every week. Every week, and who got to eat it? The priests. The priests. Yeah. All right. You're remembering all this stuff. Good. All right. The table of showbread, uh, verse 14, the candlestick also and its light, its furniture and its lamps for the oil of the light. And the candlestick is a menorah, is the original of the menorah. The altar of burnt offering with its brazen grate and its staves and its vessels and its laver and its feet. Is that what tatches is? Tatches or hooks. 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 And the altar where they offered had a grate in it of brass for judgment, and they offered all the sacrifices upon it. All right. You guys are remembering a lot of this. This is good. The hangings of the court, his pillars, their sockets, and the hanging of the door of the court, the pins of the tabernacle and the pins of the court and their cords. So remember, if you looked at this, uh, if you remember the picture that we had, it had the tent stakes and the poles and... And the tabernacle was held together with crossbars in it that, that were, were run between the boards. And we talked about how many there were and what all the boards represented and, the, and all of that back, in, back when we covered that. And it was all pinned together. The clothes for service to do service in the holy place. And remember that they, they had the, the, the linen, they had a turban, they had the... They had their ephods where they would serve out of, and that was for all of the Aaron's children and the Levites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron wore a very fancy one when he went into the sanctuary, which had the blue blue covering over it, the 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 breastplate of righteousness on his forehead. It had the mitre, and on the front of the forehead, does you remember what it said on the front of the mitre? What's that front? On the front of it? Gold plate worn on the forehead. It, 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 these words here. <laughs> <Pride> <laughs> of the Lord. A tome for pride of his continence. So. Right? Huh? Uh, fi uh, says the mitre, the turban, a tome for pride of his continence. Hmm. Holiness unto. Holiness unto Yahweh. Yahweh, uh, That's what it said on that, on the front of that, front arrogant, of it. For arrogance attitude. And he had the breastplate, inside the breastplate, what was inside the breastplate? In a pocket? Oh, the uh, stones, yeah. they have a black or two stone, black and white. Well, we don't know what they look at. There are two stones called the Thuman and the Uman. Somehow they were used to give them yes or no answers for their request before God. We really don't know much about them. We read all the different verses about them which didn't tell us anything other than they went to God and asked questions. And Aaron would go in to before God how many times a year into the Holy of Holies? One. One time. And when was this happening? Uh, Passover? No, nope, not Passover. Uh, atonement. Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. They would take the blood in and sprinkle it upon the on the mercy seat. And what is the mercy seat? Where God sits. Place where God sits. And where is it? What does it sit on? The altar? No, not the altar. The, um, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. Mercy seat sits on top of the Ark of the Covenant. All right. You guys are doing very good. You're remembering a lot of this. So one 
once a year on Yom Kippur, they would enter the enter the te- uh, the Holy of Holies, the Holy of- and only the high priest was allowed to do that. Holy How often did they enter the holy place? Every week. Actually, every day. Every day. They trimmed they trimmed the lamp, made sure it was kept full of oil, and they changed the showbread at, you know once a week. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Once a week. They kept the incense incense burning they kept the oil burning in the lamp so they the holy place they were in and out of constantly but they couldn't go beyond the veil the veil separated the holy place and the holy of holies and only once a year did they cross into that one all right verse 20 and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses and they came everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone with whom the spirit made willing and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and all for all his service and all the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and, and rings and tablets and jewels of gold. And every man that offered, and every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. So we'll stop there for just a moment. There, people are very willing to give. Now, what has just happened? What happened just 40 days before this time? Does anybody remember? They left Egypt. Huh? They left Egypt. That's almost a year ago. Okay. Moses Mount came down from Mount Sinai. Huh? Moses came down from Mount Sinai. Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and what was happening? They were worshiping idols. They were worshiping the golden calf. He broke the two tablets. And he broke the first two tablets. This was 40 days before this event. Maybe, maybe another week, you know, whatever, but it's basically 40 days before. So, and if people are willing to give, and here's what they're giving. It says, you know, whoever, every man whose heart stirred him and whom the Spirit made willing. This, this is interesting. The willing here is to be in, uh, impelled or incited to. So the Holy Spirit was really encouraging people to give. It's a voluntary offering, but the Holy Spirit is working on everybody's heart to say, this is something you need to give to. And this is an amazing gift that they come in. It says, both men and women, as many as were of willing heart, they were inclined to be generous. And they brought bracelets, earrings, and rings, tablets, which they don't know what this word means. There's some people who think they mean arm, arm bra- uh, bracelets, long, long bracelets of gold. It could have meant anything we don't know. But in context, it kind of seems that it would be either either bra- uh, arm or neck neck uh, bra- uh, jewelry that you've seen, that they would have seen what verse are now 22 and jewels of gold who remembers what a jewels of gold means we talked about this quite a while ago basically it's a jewelry box it's a golden cont- it's a container that that can, holds gold and they were called jewels and every man that offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. So everybody who made a gift of whatever, these other things, they also made a gift of gold. Why? Why did they make it a gift of gold as well? They could use it for, use it for building? Or? Almost everything is covered in gold yeah. in, this, in this building. The, the tabernacle is covered in gold. The, the, or not the tabernacle, excuse me. The uh, Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat is made out of gold. The... the Menorah, the, the lamp is made out of gold. The altar of incense is covered with gold. The altar of showbread is covered with gold. Virtually everything in here is covered with gold. 
So they're going to need a lot of gold to make this work, you know, to build this building. So they were given a lot of gold. And every man whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red, red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. Okay, where did they get all this stuff? Does anybody remember where all this material is coming from? Egypt. What happened in Egypt that they had all this stuff? The plagues. <laughs> well, you had the plagues, but at the end of the plagues, what were they told to do? Basically, they, they pillaged the place. They went to their neighbors and said, give us jewels and gold and silver and cloth. And the Egyptians gladly gave it to them because they, they wanted them gone. gone. They wanted them gone. Get out of our sight. So the, all this stuff has been supplied from Egypt, which is in actuality from what God told them is, was their wages for 200 years of service in Egypt said, you're just taking your wages, and, and their wages are now going to be given to God to build this magnificent tabernacle. <clears throat> and everyone did offer an offering of silver and brass, brought the, brought the Lord's offering, and every man with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the service brought it. Okay, so these are people bringing all kinds of things. Now we talked about acacia wood. What is, what is there, do, do we remember anything about acacia wood? Same thing. Same thing. Shittim wood and acacia wood is the same. We talked about it. Acacia wood, number one, is one of the woods that grow in that area. Okay? But it is also a very hard wood. Very hard wood from, from what I was able to read about. It's extremely strong and it's dense. It's very thick. It's going to be hard to cut. It's going to be hard to make. It burns a long time. It burns well if they want to burn it. It's resistant to decay because it's so dense and hard. Insects do not burrow into it. Water, it's basically water resistant. It's a very good wood to make something that you want to last a long time. And so the wood is being used for this. This hard, dense wood is being used. It's also, from what I've seen in pictures of it, it's a very pretty wood. It's got lots of textures and it polishes up real bright. So other than the fact that they're going to hide it under gold, <laughs> but it is a very strong wood that's going to, and this tabernacle is going to be in service from the, from the time in Moses at Mount Sinai all the way up through the temple. And many of the pieces go into the temple and they stay until the Babylonian captivity. So we're talking about hundreds of years that this stuff is going to stay into service. That's good craftsmanship. Building, making something that's going to last for that long. Now the walls and everything weren't used once they built the temple, obviously. But it's going to be, be a very long-lasting uh, that they're going to do. 25, and all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both purple, a blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine linen. So. The women are getting busy. They're, they're saying, okay, well, we might not have anything, but we have thread, and we're going to make cloth. They'd already been given cloth. Some people had cloth already, but they're making cloth. They're, they're, they're making cloth out of everything that they have. Huh? This, is, this is an industrious time for all the people to, to make these offerings. They're looking and finding things and, and making things. 
And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought which they had spun. Oh, we read that, sorry, verse 26. And, the, and all the women whose hearts stirred them up in their wisdom spun goat's hair. I don't know how hard it is to spin goat's hair, but uh, basically they were taking wool. They were taking a wool and spinning it. Hmm? They tried to get me to do that downtown in that shop. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they take you know, sheep and goat's hair and make it into... You know, spin it into into fiber, and then take that fiber and make it into actual linen cloth. So we're we're seeing people getting very excited about this offering, and the children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made made them willing to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. So here we are. We're you want to picture this? This is this is an amazing gift. Uh, know how long this offer to be brought in making thread and everything so this is this offering that's going to take a little bit of time to to accomplish I'm not I'm not thinking years because they're only in Mount Sinai for about a year we'll see when we get to the end of the book so but it could take about a month or so and they're looking to serve and this is, if you've ever been in part of a church that's growing and does a building prog process, people, they usually ask people to give, give to the building fund, and they build up a building fund mm -hmm. before they go out. A wise church just uses the fund and never takes a, you know, takes a loan because loans are very stressful on a church. And God very much says, don't take out loans. Verse 30, And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called your name, Belzael, El, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and has filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship, and to devise curious works, and to work in gold and silver and in brass, and in the cutting of stones, and to set them, and, and in carving of wood, to make any manner of cunning work. All right, so God has picked one person out of all the people to be in charge of the construction of the tabernacle. His name is Belzael. And that literally means in the shadow of God. He has, he has a nice name, in the shadow of God. And he's been gifted. He's been filled with the Spirit of God. That We talked about that yesterday in the Bible study, being filled with the Spirit and the gifts that are given us through the Spirit. And he says it was, he was given in wisdom. And what is wisdom? We've talked about this a number of times. What's wisdom? It's different than knowledge. It's different than knowledge. Applied, uh, applied knowledge. Wisdom is when you apply things. We've, and it was also given knowledge, which is just understanding and knowing things. And I don't know how many of you have met people, but I've met people who have lots of knowledge, but can't apply anything of what they, what they do. I've even seen it, you know, a lot of times you see it in professors, in colleges. Guys are brilliant, but if you put them in the real world, they wouldn't be able to do anything because they've never been out there using what they think they know. And a lot of times what they know, think they know isn't even, doesn't even work. So knowledge is important, but wisdom is even more important. You need knowledge, but you need the wisdom to apply that knowledge. And this man had both wisdom and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. 
And we're going to list some of the things he was able to do, to do. And it's just amazing when you think about this. He had the ability to devise curious works, which are you know, planned, uh, very detailed. You know, it's, it's a intricate. When talk, we talked about the embroidery of it. It was to have the curious work you know, working on it. It was the pedigree, the filigrees that are in, involved in it. He also had the ability to work in gold. Melt down gold and form it and, and shape it. Wow. And in silver and in brass. Now those three kind of seem pretty similar probably. And I don't know how much difference there is in shaping gold, silver, and brass. I figure if you can probably do one, you can probably do the others. Now I could be totally wrong on that. And somebody who knows how to do that probably could tell me that I was wrong. But, but basically you melt it down, put it in a mold, and, and, and file it down. So it's not that hard. But you have to be able to make the mold. And so he had skills to make the mold. He was also in the cutting of stone. And I'm amazed when I watch people cut stones. It's easier nowadays with the power saws than it used to be in the old days when it was all done by hand and chisels. And, and he had that ability to work with stone and to set them and in carving with wood and with all manner of cunning work or, or detail, integrate work. To me, this is a guy who's very good. I mean, God has gifted him in a lot of different areas. Now, I can't do any of those things. I know people who can do woodwork but can't do, can't do a lot of the other stuff. I know of some people that do stonework. This is a lot. This guy was gifted as an artist. He's given, an, as a, given and gifted as an artist. And he has been given, I forgot one, he had the gift and he was given a gift of understanding, which literally means teaching. He not only was able to do these things, he was able to teach others to do these things. And you think about this, this tabernacle, if you remember, is very large. It is not a small, small place. It's going to take some time. And if one man was doing it, it would take a long time. But he is gifted in teaching others how to do what he wants. He can write the blueprints. He can, he can, he can draw them up and show them what it is exactly that he's wanting. So they're going to be able to help make this. And he hath put in his heart and if, that he may teach both he and Aholiab, the son of Ashimach, the, the tribe of Dan. So he has a helper who's been gifted in like, what, like manner. Them has he filled with the wisdom of heart to work all manner of work of the, of the engraver and of the cunning workman and of the embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and, and of the weaver even for them to do any work for those that devise cunning work. So here we are. These guys are, you know, now we're leaving the wood and, and metals and everything, getting them into embroidery and cloth. These guys are pretty good workers. They've been gifted in all aspects of making the temple, uh, the tabernacle, excuse me. They can do embroidery. They can make the linen. They can they do the weaving. They, they, they do the embroidering. They're going to make a, remember the inside garment has got blue, red, uh, purple, and gold all interwoven in it. In it, And they weave, they're weaving it with multiple colors. And we don't know what that looks like. There's pictures that show angels you know, in gold. And there's others that kind of make a patchwork quilt type of thing out of it. But whatever it is, it's very beautiful. And I believe that it probably had uh, stripes, basically a stripes, you know, some blue, some red, some, some uh, gold, and, and 
and stuff. And I and the reason I think that because it would represent this, the parts of the, the uh, deity and the heaven and, and the blood on top of each other. But that's my speculation. <laughs> and it's worth what it is, which is probably nothing. <laughs> Any comments or thoughts? We made it through this chapter very quick. Verse 36, uh, chapter 36, excuse me. Then wrought Beziel, El, El, and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezal, El, El, and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the, God, the Lord had put wisdom even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come out and to do the work. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary and made, to make it withal. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. So Moses calls these people. He says, you're going to, I'm going to give you all this stuff. And people keep bringing more stuff in. This is, this is going to be interesting. And you see there's a whole lot of people here. And you see another not now new title here, Sanctuary. You're going to hear the, the tabernacle called the Sanctuary frequently through the Old Testament. So when you read the word Sanctuary, it means the tabernacle. And so all these guys were given this information, all this, all this knowledge. And many were stirred up to help. And Moses gave them the offerings. And they brought offerings every morning. People are making making cloth. They're bringing it to them. There, there's a, almost a constant flow to wherever this offering is being taken up. There's a constant flow of people going back and forth to the, with their offerings, with their silver, their gold, their gems. Verse 4, And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work that, which he had made. And they spake unto Moses, saying, The pre people bring much more than enough is for the service of the work, which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the stuff that they, they had was sufficient for all the work to, to make it and too much. I can guarantee that this is one thing that every pastor would hope that someday he could have to say to his people, Stop giving. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in too many churches where I've seen this, command, this statement made, you know, given we have way too much in the church but this is one of two offerings in the bible that are that have this sick this uh, statement made in it that they received too much this is the response of the people they wanted to see this tabernacle built and they gave and they gave quickly obviously because they had to go back and say we have too much can you imagine giving god too much <laughs> I, I've never, I can't picture this, but yet the people were so happy to have this done that they gave too much. Does anybody know the other time when, when too much was given? The building of the temple. They had to restrain. And I love this word. They had to restrain the people from, from giving. You know, even though they said don't bring it, people were bringing it anyway. They basically had to turn them back at the doors and say, go back home with your stuff. We have too much. And they kept trying to bring it. They kept wanting to bring it, bring more to, to, to honor God. So very, very interesting offering they have. 
make thoughts or comments. We're just flying along. And every wise-hearted man among them that wrought the work of the tabernacle made ten curtains of fine twine linen and purple and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work in them. And the length of one curtain was twenty-eight cubits and the breadth of one curtain was four cubits and the curtains were all of one size. Okay, we're getting a little bit of, we're going to get a little bit of repetitiveness here from back when we were talked about this. The curtains the curtains were made out of these four, these colors, and cherubims were, were engraved in them. And he coupled the five curtains one to another, and with curtains he can couple, he coupled them together, and he made loops of blue on the edge of the curtains from the uh, selvage of the couplings. Likewise, he made the utmost side of another curtain and the coupling of the second. All right, so he's tying these together, tying these curtains together, ten curtains all being tied together to make. Uh, the walls of the, the inside wall of the tabernacle. Fifty loops made he on one curtain, and fifty loops made he on the edge of the curtain that was in the coupling, and the and the loops held one curtain to another. And he made fifty tatchets of gold and coupled the curtains one to another with the tatchets or the hooks that we talked about, and they're made out of gold, which shows the deity, one to another, and the, and so it became one tabernacle. And he made the curtain goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle. Eleven curtains he made, and the length of one curtain was thirty cubits, and four cubits was the breadth of one curtain, and eleven cubits were the size. And he coupled five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, and he made fifty loops on the utmost edge of the curtain in the coupling, and fifty loops they made on the edge of the curtain that coupled the second. And he made fifty tatchets of brass to couple the tent together that it might be one. All right, so we're looking at, we've got first the linen, and linen represented the royalty, the blood, the, the, the uh, heaven, and the gold of, in it of deity. Remember that it's being going to be covered by this goat's covering. The blue is royalty. Blue is heaven. Purple is royalty. And then purple. And gold is your deity, and red is your, your blood. And then they're going to put the goat's, goat's hair over that, which were, dye, which were a black color, and they represented, what did they represent? Sin. The inner one was man, and then sin covered that. All right. Uh, kind of lost huh? Purple is what? Royalty. Royalty, that's right. These tatchets on the, on the sin are made out of brass, and what does brass mean? Uh, redemption? No. Uh, humanity. Oh, it's silver. Oh, Silver's uh, redemption. Humanity? Humanity's wood. Brass is judgment. And remember, these are the black, the black covering over this all, which means that it is sin which needs to be judged. So the, the, the hooks for that are made out of judgment. And he made a covering of the tent of ramskin, dyed red, and covered the badger skins above that. Okay, and we, what are the red covering on this? The blood which covers the sin. And the badger skins are over all of that, which is, represents the Holy Spirit. They were the covering of, 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 the, of God. So that is our tent of meeting being put together. And he made a covering for the tent of rams of, and a covering of badger skins. And he made the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood standing up. The length of the board was 10 cubics and the breadth was cubic and a half. 
Two boards had two tenons equally distance above one another. Thus did he make all the boards of the tabernacle. So they joined those together with tenons, tenons together. So each, each board is held up. And he made boards for the tabernacle, 20 boards for the south side, 40 sockets of silver made he under the 20, 20 boards, 20 sockets under, under one board and for its two tenons and two, and two sockets on the other board for its two tenons. And this is made out of silver. Silver is what? Redemption. Redemption. <laughs> and the other side of the tabernacle, which was to the north corner, he made 20 boards and their 40 sockets of silver, two sockets under the board and two sockets under, under another board. And for the sides of the tabernacle west, he made six boards and two boards made the corners of the tabernacle in, on the two sides. And they were coupled beneath and coupled together at the head with, to one ring. Thus he did to both of them in both corners. So they tied them all together in a, with a ring-shaped... Uh, uh, attachment. We'll kind of going quickly over this because we've covered this one back a few weeks ago, but we're trying to bring it back to remembrance to everybody. Let's see, to, and he made the bars of, of acacia wood, five for, each, five for the boards on one side of the tabernacle and five boards on the boards of the other side of the tabernacle and five boards for the boards on the side westward. And he made the middle bar to shoot through the boards from one end to the other. And he overlaid the boards with gold and made their rings of gold in, in the places for the bars and overlaid the bars with gold. So they put up these plywood sheets and then they run bars to, five bars to hold, hold everything together. Does that make sense? If you've ever built a tent, you kind of know what the bars inside, inside a tent look like. And he made a veil of purple and blue and scarlet and fine twined linen with cherubims made he of it of cunning work. And he made thereunto four pillars of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold and hooks of gold and he cast them with four sockets of silver. So we have the veil and what is the veil? Where, where does the veil go in the, ta- in the tent? Between the Holy of Holies and, and the outer court. Sep- yeah. Not the outer court. The holy. The holy place. <laughs> Separates the holy court, holy place from the Holy of Holies. And he made the hanging of the tabernacle door of blue and of purple and scarlet and fine twine linen and needlework and five pillars of their hooks. And he overlaid their chapters and their filiates with gold and with their five sockets were of brass. And that's where we are into that chapter. <laughs> so we're, we're basically going over something we covered a long time. So we're not going to spend a long time on this other than to review do I want to go another chapter or not? We'll, we'll end early tonight. Okay. <laughs> yes. A lot to think about. I do have a question. Okay. I, well, this one here has a different spelling of this guy's name. Baza. Yeah, they put an A instead of an E. Okay. No. They cut out one E. I don't know. I don't know why your amplified cut out cut out a name, the letter out of his name. Maybe it's right. an updated version of his name. <laughs> We're gonna take a moment to, to pray. We definitely want to remember Annie's family and pray, Kelly. Pray for Judy. She was supposed to be here. She said she'd be here and maybe she has a problem. Hope she's okay. Oh, was she planning to be here tonight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she said she'd be here tonight. She said it's late, but she'll be here. Okay. And she's not, so I'm worried about her. All right. Or we worry about everybody. 
The Walter family is still pretty sick, uh, from what, what I understand. I don't know what happened to uh, Johnny and Shauna. So we want to we want to lift up the these these individuals. Uh, remember, we do have the end of the month potluck uh, is this Sunday. I got to make some phone calls to remind anybody who hasn't been around. Is this your new pen? That's a really nice one. You can't have it. It's got, got my name, got on, name it. on it. It's got your name on it. Yeah. It of, course they, of course, they moved the church to my address because we sent pens to my house, so they, they got it at my house as the address for the church. So, All right, let's go ahead and bow in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your, your word and, and just the construction of the tabernacle, which so very clearly shows your redemptive nature and your, your desire to, to buy us back and how you showed that through all the activities. Lord, we lift up Annie right now and that you heal her body and do not let any infection get hold of her and that you will help her get over the, the shock of her father's death and, the, and her sister being found unconscious. We lift up Kelly. We don't know where he's at and what's going on there, but Lord, we ask you to lift him up. Lord, we think of Judy as well, who said she was going to be here tonight and isn't. We think of the Walters, Lord, with... The disease that's been going going on around their house, that you just touch and heal them. And, and Lord, give us a wonderful week. Give us great blessings. Guide and lead us in all that we do. In your son's name, amen. Amen. All right.